Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Flames Fancast. We're recording on Tuesday night, two days before the Flames kick off their 2019 playoff season against the Avs at home. And we are excited. It's going to be great. Jenks just rubbing some Voltaren on his leg here right now. He's not quite ready to go, so uh, we'll try that again. I thought it'd be quicker. We're I thought excited. It'd be quicker. I'm good. It's going to be great. I'm fucking excited. I cannot wait to watch the boys play in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm counting down the days. I wish we were playing. Are we playing on the first day? We play on Thursday. No. The so first the first day is tomorrow. Is Five tomorrow? games tomorrow. Fuck, we should have been the first day. And then uh, we play Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, every other day. Awesome. After that, alternating. So it'll be a fairly quick first round if the way it goes like that, if they keep that kind of schedule. I'm not sure they will for every team because it'll be five and three, but mm. who knows? Who knows? Don't really care, to be honest. Before we get into a playoff preview, let's just talk about the last game of the season. 3-1 lost Edmonton. Nobody really seemed to care, especially after that injury to McDavid. What upsets me is that people say, by people I mean Oilers fans, say Gio did it on purpose. And for me, one, uh, anyone who's ever played hockey knows that when you're moving at that kind of speed, nothing like that is on purpose. You can't plan something like that to injure someone when it's... That's a hockey play, full stop. Um, I don't really care what Hitchcock says because he's going to be out of the league in a matter of minutes here. So it's a hockey play. And McDavid knows that Gio's not a dirty guy. He came out and said it himself, right? He's like, there was no intent. He's just trying to get the puck. Um, like, I thought his press conference, too, was great. And, you know, Gio obviously felt horrible about it. But sounds like he's fine. Moving on. Anything about the Edmonton game? Other than it was the most... Like, it was such a fucking waste of yeah, time. Well, we didn't really look like we cared that much coming out because, I mean, we just scratched Kachuk because we didn't want to agitate. Yeah, and Monaghan, Monaghan play. needed the rest. The only reason why Johnny played was to get his 100 point. Yeah. In, in which case, like... And he didn't. E- even as management, I, I'd be kind of like... Mm-mm. I'd be like, this is you stupid. You let him play. No, I, I don't know, man. Play. I wouldn't. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to get, I'm, you're probably going to get another million dollars for getting that hundredth point. Like, you know, let's just save that money. We need it. Like, <laughs> no, we, we I need think a new you want that guy right to now. get that hundred points into the playoffs. Right? Ah, whatever. You know what? Like, it, would you rather the opportunity here, or not opportunity in this case, is that you would have had a situation potentially like McDavid where he might get injured? Like, it was not worth the risk, in my opinion. Like, okay, 100 points is all cool and well and good. And I'm sure the competitor that Johnny is, like, he wants that really bad. And, I, like, I know I'm not saying anything popular right now, but I wouldn't risk the guy, like, at all. If I'm, if I'm mad, like, why would I? Look what, McDavid almost broke his leg. I, I don't think he ended up breaking it. Like, I think no, the I MRI. No, I think okay. Yeah. So, fuck, I don't know if that's worth the risk. That's just my, just what I think. I mean, do you really want to risk your guy for fucking... Who cares? Like, does he get anything special? Does the team get any special for 100 points? He's not chasing the Art, he's not chasing the Art Ross. He's not tra- chasing anything else. I just think like, a guy like Johnny, you know, he feels like he gets that 100 points. That's just a little extra wind in his sails. You sure, know? maybe give him, like, you know, give him a few shifts in the first period and maybe the second period, but you, you don't need to keep playing him and double shifting him. Like, it's, it was unnecessary. Like, I get the homage. I get it. I wouldn't have done it, though. I would have been like, Johnny, next season. Next season's your season for 100. Like, I do not want to risk you in a fucking nothing game. Especially against a fucking nothing team with a bunch of fucking idiots from, like, idiot farms all across Canada who fucking come to this game and annoy the shit out of me as a fan. 
Like the, when, all these when people. When Drysaddle scored that goal, it was like they won the cup. You know, buddy. Like they they live f- vicariously through this team, and it's ironic because it's actually still probably an upgrade from their lives. It's and it's a dead last team more or less in the league. Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but risking Johnny, I think it was a big risk. I I wasn't a big fan of that. Try him for a period. That's it. There's no need for that. Imagine not having him in the playoffs. That w- he's there. He's and healthy. you know what? Didn't how happen. stupid. It's a I low know, chance but how st- he's going to get injured. Very low. Really? It's low. I don't know, man. The they chances gotta, are not high that he gets hurt. They got a bunch of fucking Neanderthals on that team. Cassian. Man, Johnny's smooth, man. Sure. Johnny's silky. Especially after that. How he gets hurt is from a slash. You, you know, know what? After, especially after McDavid got... He should have been stretchered out, but after yeah, he but left the game... What did Edmonton I would, do? I wouldn't have even played Johnny after what that. What did Edmonton do? Did they hunt down Gio? No. Well, there was one, actually, there was one play where Gio was like, there was a kind of a dirty hit on him, but he avoided it. But there was going to be a dirty hit on him. I, I watched for it, man. Like, I, I forgot the name of the fucking player right now because they're all nobodies. They anyway. had some guy on their team called Gravel. <laughs> <laughs> he was a defenseman. Gravel. Gravel, yeah. <laughs> That's the I'm not one to say. My name is not sunk to. exactly easy, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, moving on. I, you it had, was a stupid game. Is there an Oilers defenseman that cracks the Flames lineup? No. There's got... I mean... Who, who's their best deed? Nurse? Clef, I mean, he had a Clef goal. Clefbaum? Clefbaum suck. They both suck. Dude, I would rather have Prout and Fansenberg on a line than fucking Clefbaum and stupid fucking Nurse. Okay. Settled. That's just pure bias speaking at this point, but Prout, whatever. Prout, you know. Prout's okay, man. Like, you know, he grew on me in the like, last few games. He's played his role well this year. Yeah, he, he grew on me in the last few games for sure. That goal was nice. Fuck, it was very Englandish. <laughs> England. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Flames Avs. We're going into this uh, Vegas favorites. I think we are favorites. I think we, I mean, I think we should be winning this. What did you tell me the odds were for? I, well, for us outright. to win the cup, it's plus 800. We're second because Toronto's plus 200, or t- Tampa's plus 200. Uh, Toronto's plus 2,000, if you're wondering. No, I'm not wondering. <laughs> I'm sure TSM um, will tell me 19 times in 10 minutes when I turn that fucking channel on. And I think to win the series, we're at, we're, we're at about, Plus one eighty, plus two hundred. So we're we're favorites to win. We're not like heavy favorite. Or sorry, not plus. We're minus two hundred, minus right, right, one eighty. I think I, I knew Tampa Bay to win their series is minus four hundred. So mm. that means that to win uh, the, the the plus and the negative means plus means I'm not gonna explain. This it. is why I use decimals. It's you just can, way easier. You can Google it if you just want. take the money that you deposit into the game, multiply it by the decimals. It's the easiest thing in the world. So I think like I prefer to usually have the underdog tag, but in this case, obviously we we're, do not. We don't have that, but I still think we're not hitting too many radars in the sense that I go on NHL.com, I go on, I even go on Sportsnet and TSN. Like I don't see our men, like our team mentioned much, which I like. I would rather them focus on Toronto and Tampa and. All these other teams, like, I'm okay with that. Like, let us fly under the radar as much as we can, especially for a team that finished second in the league. I still feel like we don't get talked about much, which is good. I kind of look at the Islanders in the, same, in the same fashion. Like, they 
they finished pretty good in the in their division or in their conference, and nobody's really talking about them either. So that you know, it's good for us. Um, I think the pressure is not. It it just doesn't feel like the pressure on our team is like immense. Is immense, yeah. Like there's something there. That I just have a good gut feel about things. Like everyone's kind of like, okay, we're grounded. We're playing a tough team who has probably one of the most deadly first lines in the league when they're on fire, right? When those guys are on fire, they're tough, right? McKinnon is a beast, man. Isn't he word on Rantanen? Is he still out? I, I think they're keeping that on, they're keeping that mum, right? Like, I don't think they're saying anything at this point. Like, yeah, I it's going to be I mean, a surprise, right? Okay, if you're a line for line, we match up against these guys nicely. Oh, yeah, we have the advantage overall in terms of lineups, but... And I just think that if we can play with some consistency and some determination, I mean, this will be... I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm thinking, Flames, we can do it in five. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a five-six range, too. You know what? I really don't... I really want us to go into this game one and game two and just... Just a convincing 3-1, 4-2, that kind of thing. Where there's, there's just, they're chasing us the whole time. And if we can show that kind of performance, I think we're going to find out what kind of team we're going to get for the playoff run very early here. Yeah. And I think it's, if anything, like if, if there's a tactic to employ against these guys, it's try to play the mitigating game whenever their first line is on and then basically just go balls out whenever they're not on, basically. So, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. When in the, in the season, just, just finished. I don't know. That was terrible. From the season, 82 games. We're not editing it this. It seemed that we were really streaky. So we go on big runs, and then we could lose four in a row. It never really seemed like we were that team all the time that, well, at times maybe, but are you worried that maybe we could get into a slump and it could cost us an early exit? Do you think it might be more of a function of, you know how in the past that the team, especially when they did make the playoffs, they, they kind of broke out the season in a number of games? So yeah, like like Bob Hartley seven yeah, game series seven game series yeah. seven game like we didn't really do that this season it was kind of just different coach yeah it was a different coach that's that's all good I guess my point is is that it's almost like we rode the goaltender streakiness rather than the teams in this in this case of the season like obviously we had times but where there were games where the goalies didn't play great and we still won. Yeah, but that but that came down to the fact that our first line was probably firing at that point. But when our first line kind of hit that shitty streak, line two, line three actually stepped up quite a bit. So I feel like we always found a way to score for all intents and purposes. Like I, I think about 90, 90, 85 to ninety percent of the games this season, we always found ways to score. I think the biggest streakiness was essentially our goaltending, because if you kind of boil it back, like. You know, Smith actually played pretty good in this last quarter of the season, let's call it. And Riddick was really good before that. And then we were both trying to, we were just trying to fit between the two, who was better, who was worse uh, for like maybe the first three months, right? So the season was broken out basically in quarters of how well or poor the goalies played, I'd say. And it was a reason for topic of conversation for the most part, right? Like we, it was rare that you and I or anybody that, you know, critically looks at the Flames talked about their offense much. Right? In a negative light, you mean? Yeah, in a negative way. Like something that, you know, uh, maybe it didn't really the hold the team. Break. 
sure, but it didn't really hold the team back. Waxing lyrical about those guys. My God, for sure. But if you look at like, I think we had what on average three and a half goals for per game at some point. Yeah, it's over three. Yeah. So my point is, I don't think are we streaky? Yeah, for sure. But I think it's really due to essentially one position. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's all just due to that. I think mostly. I'm not saying 100%, but we always found a way to score for the most Conversely, part. Conversely, then, you, you wouldn't feel like... You, you, at no point during the season did you feel like our goalies have bailed us out from a game we should have lost. Rarely, rarely. Like, I do... One, that Nashville game for Yeah, Smith. I distinctly remember the Nashville game, but I'll put it this way, too. If you put a goalie in net that the team is not 100% confident with, even your forwards start kind of feeling that effect, and they they get a little more conservative in their play. You know, I think we're, I honestly think the team is confident with both guys. I really do. At this point, yes. So, you know, when I was watching that stupid TSN playoff preview thing, they said that Peters managed the goaltending situation to perfection, which I totally disagree with. He, they didn't. But I think he actually fell ass backwards into kind of a situation where the guys are now at a point, I agree with you, no matter who's in net, we're just going to play hard now. We're just going to play with the type of confidence that we always played with. I think, I think the biggest downfall was mostly guys like mentally going to the state where like, fuck Smith's in that or fuck Riddick's in that. Like, I can't take this many chances. I can't, I can't bail out of my zone, right? Um, I can't make that dicey pass in front of the net just in case, you know, it hits like he gets in the way or some shit. Um, so I, I really, we've been harping on this and everybody has been. I, I actually am sick and tired talking about it, but our goalies are actually my main concern for the series. If we just get some sort of consistency out of them, I'm good. I think we're fine. Yeah, I think we'll we're score. fine for a long way. Yeah, we'll score. I don't, we don't if have we problems scoring. we have consistent scoring. goaltending, I have the utmost confidence in us making the final. Sure. But I, I really, again, like, but I don't feel like it's a conversation for us to say, we're going to have tr- problems scoring against somebody's teams. I don't think we will. I mean, we've we got to set the tone early. I think if we set the tone early, we have a great first period, and then we get that win in game one, I think that's going to speak volumes. I, I, I'm really starting to harp on this game one, but I think it's really crucial that we go out and have a good game and get the win in that game one because that sets the tone for this team. And there's a lot of guys there who don't have a lot of playoff experience. And, you know, going out there and showing that you can do it in the postseason right off the bat, I think that's going to be significant. And if we can do that Thursday, watch out. And we have the best captain in the league. So if there's anybody that these players, these inexperienced players can learn from, it's going to be guys like Gio. And he's been there. He's been there a few times. And unfortunately, he hasn't been part of any massive run. But He's not the type of guy that, you know, takes those experiences lightly. Like well, you know he, who we do have who's been part of massive runs lately. Don't say it. Just Real don't deal. fuck. James ah. Neal. You know what? If he, if he plays the way we've seen him play in the playoffs, fuck, thank Christ, right? Like, it's about fucking time. Uh, we need that really bad right now. Because he's on our third line, right? And if we have well, three I lines mean, firing. Is he? Well, okay, it's... I mean, who, what's your first top three lines right now? I was going to say we can do the whole thing. Like, what do you think will line up right? Well, I, yeah, we could. Wasn't really prepared for that, but, you know. Goudreau, Monaghan, Lindholm, Kachak, Backland. 
Probably for a leak. For a leak. Yeah, here we go. Now it gets dicey, right? Jankowski? Yeah, for sure, Jankowski. It's probably going to be, well, good question. Like, it's Jankowski, Neil, and... Bennett. Bennett, probably. The thing about Bennett... And then who do you sit? I'll I'll talk about Bennett after, sorry. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Like and Zarnik's I don't want out. I don't want to cut Zarnik though. He's out. But okay, but if if James Neal's name was not James Neal, Zarnik would be in the lineup. Neal would be out right now. There's no way James Neal's getting cut. There's no way. I know, but this my point is it's like it's, did we it's ever his say name. Troy Bauer? We didn't. No, I know, but it's his name that's keeping him in this lineup. It has nothing to do with his merit. Sure, but I mean, we're just not. But I think that asterisk on Zarnik needs to be clear t- to everybody. It's like it's not that he didn't deserve it. He's just his name well, is not James Neal. Manjipane. Manjipane is better than him. I, I agree, think. but I mean he could play. Yeah, I mean the reality is that he's going to be with the team, right? So somebody kind of falls off a cliff performance-wise, then they're going to bring Zarnik in, right? So he's there. So then what? The only easy one is Hannafin Hamannik. Yeah, but I think I think you continue with Geo Anderson, Brody, Brody, and yeah, I mean, Vandenberg, probably Fan- Stone. He might Shillington? try. He might try Prout actually. Prout, Prout. He might. He might. And the only reason why he might try him is because of that physical presence. I mean, if, you, if this is a third third D pairing, what he could do is kind of rotate and cycle Rasmus and and Brody with Geo. Kind of like interchange them between the shifts, shifts basically. I think Gio's gonna go with Brody. Yeah, and not not a bad problem to have, by the way. Like either choosing, either pairing is it's good choices, right? Um, so they'll probably he'll probably kind of do it so that Prout plays a little bit less. They might run five D for a little bit, I don't think whatever. Prout's gonna play. If he were to play, I think that's how it would happen, just to have that size back there. But I think it's gonna be Fantenberg. Anderson. Probably. I think, but I think you give Anderson a chance with Gio. Like, we've seen Brody, we've seen playoff Brody, and he's, he was actually really good. When, when, especially when Gio was out that year, Brody turned into a bit of a beast himself. Yeah, I mean. Uh, and he was flying all over the ice we'll during see. the Anaheim series, and he we, was great, do, I thought. We do need. But that was a while ago. We do need some old form from these guys. We need a 3M yeah. sparkle. We need the James Neal of Dold. And, and you know, if we Brody. get a performance from TG, if we get all these things, fuck, we're winning the cup, man. Let's temper the no, expectations. I'm not, I'm not kidding. We get goaltending. We get James Neal being James Neal. We get 3M sparkling. You get TJ Brody playing with Gio and just tearing it up. It's over. Am no I being, no well, am I being overly, like, what is your biggest concern? Goaltending. Yeah. Okay. My biggest concern is goaltending. It's just been so inconsistent all season. It's, it's gotten better lately. Don't get me wrong. It's gotten better. Yeah. But in, instead of like letting in absolute dog shit goals, we let in soft goals. Yeah, like it's an improvement. And, and Smith... <laughs> and Smith <laughs> not great. You, well, yeah, but you set the bar that low. But like Smith actually made some pretty money saves that, in that he, Edmonton game. He did, yeah. But we still let in three goals. Yeah. And I... It, Anyway, it's it's like you know what we can't get caught in the usual trap that we get caught in all too often of having a ridiculously large amount of shots that are low percentage and like not dangerous. And I'm glad that actually at least Chucky 
recognize that that one game post post game yeah. he was like and i mean maybe colorado's in the same boat too because are they playing grubauer or are they playing varlamov i don't know i don't know yeah, shit don't know. about colorado and you know what i don't like though is these calgary people who are uh, avalanche fans yeah well we know a couple <laughs> yeah i i know i know i know a couple, but uh rantanen is practicing but he's got the no physical contact penny on him well isn't that like him anyhow wow well, okay, anyway, so yeah, he is Doesn't playing. Doesn't he wear those to regular practices with the Avs anyhow? Okay, you didn't need to repeat the joke. Um, the no contact jersey. Doesn't he wear those to regular practices with the Avs anyhow? Yeah, because he's a, he's a fucking flake, right? Do I need to explain it out too? <laughs> I'm just saying he's a little soft. What yeah, I know, that's what I just said. I'm just saying he's a little soft. <laughs> I'm actually going to edit this thing later. Um, no, you're not. Okay, no, I'm not. Uh, so the right winger wore a red no contact jersey Monday please don't repeat it at practice Avalanche coach Jared Bednar said afterward that Ratton has been progressing <laughs> how'd you say his name? <laughs> Jared Bednar 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 who's this guy? is it Bednar? I don't know well the thing is like I just it reminds me of Nicholas Bednar greatest striker just, of all time I know said afterward that Ranton has been progressing like just we hoped okay so that means nothing. That probably means that they'll try to play him game one. Um, you know what? All these guys, all the media hoopla about all these players who are injured, they're just held out and everyone's healthy come playoffs. And then when playoffs end, if it doesn't go their way, you know what? Oh, I played injured. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Every journalist has that on speed dial at this point in the year. <laughs> You know what? Like, uh, oh, we lost because Patrick Kane was injured. Oh, we lost because so and so was playing injured. Blah, oh, we blah, lost blah. because we didn't win. Um, so, yeah, okay. It looks like so. I'm just looking at the points. So, the the trio of Rantanen, Landeskog, and McKinnon combined for 261 points and 106 goals this year. So th- they are a fucking good line. They're dangerous. Yeah. Um, and our guys. Yeah, well, like, well, we we have the top five. Monahan, Lindholm, and Gio or Goudreau. What they get? I have to probably ninety nine points plus seventy eight yeah, or something. Right Why don't you fill the time while I check it out? Two hundred. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Who's we're even past their that. second line? Colorado. I don't know shit about Colorado. I don't All know I know sh- is they have like, Tyson Berry because he was in my hockey pool. So I know their goalies, and that's it. So we have 99. They have some guy named Tyson Yost, don't they? Or Jost? Jost. Soderberg. I don't know who they have after that. Well, so we have 259 points between our top line. Um, they had 260-something? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Trump changed. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, like, that, that is... Yeah, but that is their 261 versus 259. So we're literally talking two points. But... It goes to show you that without with like Ranton and injured, like they are a very formidable line, but they are basically what eighty percent of their production or seventy percent of their production. Comes from so them, yeah, when they it, cool down, did yeah. that team so cool the, down. The tactic is simple on paper: shut down, shut them down. You know, give give the Hathaway line or even the second line that duty to shut that team down or that line down. You know what if we have? players that i'm confident in our shutdown abilities like you look Completely. at hamannick you look at you look at geo you look at hannafin you look at a guy like even 
well, I wouldn't put Prout in that category, but Anderson, like we, we can do it. And we got shut down forwards. You know, Backlund's defensive game has really improved. You put Kachuk out there. Even Froelich can do a job when he's not giving the puck away and then getting put back out immediately by Gulletson, you know, when, when that <laughs> happens. But I'm confident. You know, I, I don't want to get overly confident, but I'm confident in our chances. And in retrospect, I don't mind drawing the avalanche at all. I think it's a good, a good matchup for us, and I think we'll do it in five. I stand by that. Their goaltending is interesting too because they split it. They basically also had a one A one B. I think it's going to be Grubauer. I think so too. He's it looks like he's coming to a who's better their form. second line. Do you know Soderberg. So and... they have Soderberg, Barry, Barry Kerfoot. Oh, Kerfoot. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, Kerfoot. Com- Comfer, like Com- Colin Comfer. Wilson. Comfer. Yeah, he's Com- got Comfer. Well, you have to look at the point list here because it really drops off after Landeskog, right? You go from a guy with... They 90... have someone named Comfer. Yeah, like C-O-M-P-H-R. So C-O-M-P-H-E-R, sorry. Gopher? C-O-M-P-H-E-R. Okay, I'm not going to spell it again. McKinnon has 99 points, Ranton at 87, Landeskog 75, and then a massive drop down to Barry at 59. Yeah. So, and then 49, 42, 32. Like, it, it really just knocks it off. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good matchup, but McKinnon's speed kind of reminds me of McDavid's speed with the puck. It is actually very concerning whenever that, so he can have space. He's going to score goals. For sure. For sure. He's going to get points. Yeah. But we're just going to get more. Do you have a fear that, you know, the coaching staff is probably having generally the same discussion. Obviously, we, we're not anywhere in tune with what they are, but they probably are focusing quite a bit on this first line, as they should. Do you fear that someone else will come out of the woodwork on this team no. and score a bunch on us? No, I don't know. Like comfort? Not, not a, no, <laughs> not a player who's going to break out. You know, and I use the, the guy from Chicago that one year, Brian Bickle. Bickle. As the guy, like, they don't have one of those. Or even the Gunsel who came out of nowhere when they made it two rounds and he had, like, 31 points or something. No. It's just not. No. No. And I, I don't think we do either. And if we did, I'd have to say it's probably James Neal. Yeah, but we don't really need that. No, but we also need our guys to produce like they do. Yeah, like, our, our team overall has produced at a consistent level based on all their abilities. You know what? Maybe right. even if Sam Bennett. So Sammy can be fucking beastly in games like this, right? Look at like, the guy's junior stats. I know it's been a while, but I know, oh but my God. You know what? He, he adjusted his game to try to be that guy that gets hard hitting, goes to the boards hard, gets puck front. Like he does do the right things, but I don't know how. Did he have a concussion? It must have been a concussion. I don't know. On that hit. But the way he was getting up and wobbling, like, for sure it was some sort of... That was of, bad. Yeah. I'm really wondering where he's at mentally with that. Not from a concussion standpoint, but, you know, typically when you get injured like that, you, you kind of lay off the gas a little bit in the next few games. You don't want to go through it again. It's yeah, like breaking a leg or whatever. Yeah, but I don't think that's like Bennett. I don't think Bennett's like No, that. I don't think Bennett's like that either, but we could... Like, Bennett potentially could be very good for us in the playoffs if he's just on his game. He is a big game player. He'll disappear in the I mean, smaller we games. Have, but... We have 
to answer your question, we have more of those players than Colorado does. And in fairness, I don't know much about Colorado's team. I just don't see them. I've watched a few of their games, a handful of their games, and they can, they're just so, they're even more hot and cold than us sometimes. Like they can come out and just, just have absolute nightmares of a period. And I know we're not necessarily the best at capitalizing on teams, but I think that stat about our third period productivity, that gets in opposition's heads. Because they know if they're down against the Flames in the third, it's over. They do, man. I think that really like messes with them. Because in your head, it's like, wow, these guys are 50-1 when leading after the third period. And then it's 51-1 and 52-1. and there's, there's, no, you know, there's no hope. Yeah. There's no hope. And you know what? People have probably even looked up the game that we lost when we were leading after. And it was probably some bullshit game where Mike Smith or Riddick let in garbage goals. And they're like, okay, these guys can be clinical even with this kind of goalkeeping, right? But I think there's a lot of things. And I wanted to ask you, do you think it's just an opinion in Calgary? Or do you think people outside of Calgary look at this series and think the Flames are just going to steamroll these guys? Because here we're a bit more we're a bit more conservative about it. We're like, ooh, I don't know. Not, yeah, because not so I don't I don't know. I think you I don't know, think people I... sitting in Toronto or Winnipeg or Colorado even are like, not Colorado, but you know, a, a serious hockey fan in say L.A. is like looking at this series and they're doing a hockey pool and they're like, I got the Flames going all the way to the final. Yeah, I don't. I my inclination is no. I don't think people really see us as like the slam dunk to make the final. Which again, I think is a good thing. Um, well, I don't. I, I haven't really I, I seen was doing any a pool yesterday, and people were saying maybe it was just that the central division is tough to pick. But none of those central division teams scare me. Sure, there's Dallas, and we play bad against Dallas, but none of them scare me. I feel like we're favorites if we make it to the conference final against any of those teams: Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, or Dallas. Yeah, I, and, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, I'm here. just. I, I guess we're we're all kind of built to be cautiously optimistic because we don't consistently make the playoffs, and we haven't. And when we have made the playoffs the last couple times, we didn't make it past the second round. So I think I think the fans here. Okay, I'm gonna probably say things that are probably slightly biased at this point, but I feel like Flames no. fans. Yeah, I feel like Flames fans, by and large, and not all of them by and large, and I'm just being comparative to other fan bases, that they're pretty educated in the sense that we haven't been spoiled with a really good team really ever, basically no. since our cup run and like maybe the really late 80s and, and, and just a that touch of the, the early 90s. Had a really good team. Yeah, like, so we've never really had a slam dunk team. And even when we thought we had one with, I think, Sutter's third year, the year after we made the post final, lockout. post lockout, we won the West. We made a lot of free agent signings. Yeah, we got everyone like, thought we were. Yeah, yeah, like we got Bertuzzi and like he was good back Tony then. Amante. Um, yeah. So, fuck. This was before we got we got Amante before we got Bertuzzi. I, I, whichever. You're talking like 06, right? Yeah. So we won the West that year, but even then, I think it it was almost like everyone's like, okay, like we should be able to make the finals again. And then it just kind of ended in heartbreak. It didn't, I mean, it didn't pan out. We did pretty poor. And then since then, we haven't had anything. And we've had like the odd Cinderella season. And, and, and by some accounts, you could consider this season as a bit of one because I don't think anyone expected us to 
win the West. I think most people expected us to make the playoffs, but I, I would don't say even know if that was it was a hope. Like I think it was a. I don't even think I, it was, was even a discussion. It was the goal. Of course, it's everyone's goal. But I mean, I I mean, it's it was a. Is it Edmonton's goal? Though? I just is yeah. It, I guess I, what I'm is saying it Edmonton's is Edmonton's goal. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like as a fan base, we haven't really ever been spoiled with a good team, and we've seen way worse days than good days. Like we've seen yes, we way have. more worse days than good days. Yes, we have. Like the, that young guns era felt like infinity. Like it almost every year, it was like this false hope to making like 14th place was a good thing. It's like, fuck, like, I can't stand this team anymore, right? So it just feels like in Calgary, at least, we're not, we're not sitting there blowing our loads going like, we're going to make the final and we're going to fucking do it. No, we never are like that, though. And, but I think the rest of Canada is not like that either. It, it's weird. No, I just mean about this series. Yeah. There, well, you know how you might think it's closer than it is. Maybe we're saying it's closer than it is, actually is. Our outsiders looking at this and saying, flames, flames will take this handily. Much like we'll sit here and say, there's no way Columbus is beating Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think Perhaps there is. Perhaps it's not to that extent, but does that exist? I think it does. Probably. I think yeah. we're being a bit harsh on our chances here. That's why I'm going with Flames in five. Well, I think it's the whole PTSD thing too, right? Like there's still no. that. It's, yeah, it this still is therapy, exists. Jank. It still this exists. This April, May, June is therapy. You're already signed up. Get your prescription filled, baby. <laughs> Are you going to go to the first game? One and two. Are you going to one and two? One and two. Fucking A. A little yeah. jealous. I might go to two. I don't know yet. It's going to be fun. Well. I don't know. I, I think. I think uh, Aside from who you think will be the starter. Smith for sure will be the starter. Will we rotate? Do you think there's a plan to actually just rotate regardless of form? No, I don't. I don't think. I think Smith? it's form. I'll be, I think it's form driven this time. Well, I hope we don't have to find out because I just want to win. I think I said this last time, but it, even if, if Smith is a net, lets in three howlers, but we still win 6-3, let's say, I think he will try Riddick the next game. I don't. I, I, think, I, we, I think he has to let in three howlers and we lose. And then I still think he gets another chance, and then that's it. Maybe. Unless it's a game seven Well, let's hope, let's hope that doesn't happen. Indeed. Um, but... I'm I'm fucking excited. I can't wait. I got I pulled up an old newspaper uh front page of the Herald with me on the cover from like <laughs> from our crazy crazy playoff run. That was kind of cool. This actually a buddy of mine to get tickets. I know, a buddy of mine actually pulled that up on Facebook, which I rarely use. I Little just happened to know, log on. It was a microcosm of your life where you usually just camp outside <laughs> the dome. <laughs> But not to get tickets. That was to, the that was the last time we were allowed to camp outside there, the dome. There was a vent and it was warm. We we had. What'd you say? I was calling you homeless. Ah. Uh. You were camping by a vent. Because <laughs> you're such a dead. We had well, we had a tent. That's why I thought I heard you say tent. No, you you don't. Have that to. was worth it. You know what? I will remember that day. It was a fun day. You, you camp yeah, outside you with your camp friends? You outside anymore now. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. No, no kid in high school is going to camp outside anymore. No. There's no way. No, they're too millennial for that no. shit. No. They're like, if I can't get tickets on Snapchat, I'm not doing it. Like, my dad didn't do it for me or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all complaining about, like, the system and banks. It's like, how are you going to get your parents' money at some point, buddy? Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> all right. All right. 
That's a wrap. Actually, we're almost like done at the exact same point as last podcast. So let's wrap it up now so I can put the music in and I don't have to adjust the volume. No. Do it. Yeah. Just wrap it up. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Fuck. <laughs>